as far as the athlete's diet, sometimes there are a lot of all these fad diets you see, but like, there's a lot of hype around protein and like that protein is not always like received and digested in the best way. So depending on what you're eating, a lot of athletes are really like zoned in on the steak and the chicken. And, you know, some there's those athletes that are just chicken, rice and whatever, but I'm always advocate of like, okay, with beef, everybody's like, oh, beef's terrible, but you can't have a grass-fed chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm always like, I mean, is chicken the best? And it's just like, there, it's just like, there's just really not a lot of ways to make it clean. Like, you know, with fruits and vegetables, it's coming from the earth, but it's not really the same way for that. And again, that inflammation in there is going to create injury, like a slow recovery. So, and that's the thing that I, I need, I need fast recovery. So the nutrition part of it is a huge part of recovering Mm -hmm. and performance. Like you have to recover, you have to make sure that you're eating right so that you can perform. Cause if not, you're not going to be able to perform to your highest potential, or you're just going to get injured and not be able to perform at all. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Before we go any further, please note the information in this episode is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice diagnosis, or treatment. All content contained in this episode is for informational and educational purposes only. Enjoy. Leslie, welcome to the Plant Protocol Podcast. So happy to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yes. So Leslie is one of our current coaches inside of the plant protocol. And she actually won this opportunity to be featured on the podcast by really, really getting her business registered, getting her business bank account going and was able to snag herself a spot here on the podcast to tell us all about herself, her signature program, her experience inside the plant protocol. And ironically, Leslie, it's interesting because the part of the reason I'm really interested to talk with you today is I've been talking with other individuals who are possibly interested in enrolling into the plant protocol. And one of the things they're really worried about is the fact that they don't really feel qualified or and or desire to specialize in a chronic disease. And so I'm interested in getting into that with you today 
because you don't specialize in a chronic disease. And so I try and tell <laughs> some of these other individuals that, hey, no, your specialization doesn't have to be, you know, blood pressure or heart disease or some other chronic lifestyle disease. So why don't you start off by sharing a little bit about yourself and sharing with the audience what your specialization is inside of the plant protocol? Right. Okay. So a little background on me. I played sports all through high school, all through college. I ball is still life actually. Uh, and I got out of school. I graduated with a business degree, a business and marketing. I dual majored and I actually went into management as soon as I got out of college. And then I went into corporate America and I was like, eh, this is really isn't for me. Always still loved sports, loved coaching. So I got certified to be a personal trainer and I was doing just freelance training, honestly. And then I got into a gym. I started going to a CrossFit gym. And then eventually I became a coach there. And now I'm the GM at that gym as well industrial athletics in Pittsburgh, shout out. Um, <laughs> and before, right around the time that I started uh, CrossFit, I was experiencing a lot of inflammation and pain in my knees and joints. And I wasn't really able to do a lot of the movements that I felt as mid 20 year old should be able to do. So I was like, okay, I feel like it might be diet related. I might need to get myself together. And I went to the IDEA what is it? Summit in California. And they were talking about like how bad dairy is and things like that. And then I, when I was, I was in corporate America, I would be listening to your podcast, the Black Health Academy podcast. And I was always like, ah, like I might try plant-based. And I tried to go vegan when I was like 10 and it only lasted for uh, several hours because <laughs> uh, I realized I didn't have any money to buy food. So <laughs> No, that didn't last. And uh, so anyway, I uh, over COVID, COVID hit and I started to like really zone in on my diet. I was like, all right, like this is perfect time. I have the time I can meal prep. And I ended up losing 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. And once the shutdown was over, I came back to the gym. I was all fit and cut, but I was still having this knee pain. And I'm like, oh, okay. Still lost. I lost the weight, but the knee pain is still there. So one day I was driving to a basketball practice and you were on a podcast. I don't even think I ever told you this. And you were on a podcast and you were like, whatever it is, like, just do it. Like you can do it. Don't worry about it. Like just get it done. And I was like, Oh, like, I think she's talking to me. So I went home that day and I told my sister, I was like, I'm going vegan and you can go with me or not. And she goes, okay. And since then we've, we've been plant-based and my knee pain has been disappeared. I have way more energy. And of course I was afraid of losing muscle because I, you know, I get it in, in the gym. So I was like, I'm going to wither away. I'm not eating this protein. I'm not doing these protein shakes anymore, but that was false. And here I am. And I was like, Oh, I have to tell people about my story and I have to help people and show them that they can build muscle and they can do all the things still in the gym and not have to put all that nonsense and crap in your body. So that's what I specialize in. So I specialize in helping athletes build and maintain muscle and alleviate that, those achy knees that everybody just thinks they develop at 35. 
So mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. It's just uh, coming on to the green side. So yes, Leslie. Yeah, I never knew you lost thirty pounds. I never knew that yeah. part of your story. That's yeah. that's wild. So you lost thirty pounds before you went vegan. I did. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's super cool though. So I never knew you had a weight loss story before like the achy joint story. I always hear your achy joint story. <laughs> no, they were still lingering after the, the 30 pounds. And I was like, Oh, I'm about to lose this 30 pounds. And then I still had knee pain. <laughs> wow. That's why. So let me get this straight. Cause you guys can't see Leslie, but Leslie is super fit. She, like you said, she's been an athlete her whole life, but it's very clear that she does CrossFit, CrossFit. She's CrossFit fit. I don't know if you guys know that's a different type of fit. Okay. <laughs> like hang clings and deadlifts type of fit. Right. And so because I know that you came from a background of playing ball, I thought you were fit from playing sports and then just maximized it with CrossFit and personal training. So I didn't know that you had a weight loss story prior to alleviating your joint pain and going plant-based. So I think that's super dope. And that happened during COVID. So this is fairly recent. Yeah, it happened during COVID. And and to be honest, I really didn't seek out this weight loss journey. I, I truly didn't. I honestly just dialed in on my nutrition and was like very cautious and looking at what I ate and how much, how many, the portions and things like that. I was just reckless, like eating recklessly, like sweet tooth, all the protein powders and all this, whatever, whatever I wanted to eat really. And then no portion control whatsoever. So I just ended up losing it. And in that time, I was also really focused on my my fitness. I was like, you know, very diligent. I didn't have a schedule really during COVID. I was, you know, working from home, but I ran a ton. I had a lot of breaks that I could get in, in the gym. Cause I built myself a home gym. Cause I didn't, I didn't have anything else to do. So it was a mixture between dialing in on my nutrition and really focusing and having a plan with my fitness as well. So, and then I looked out on the scale and I was like, Oh, I lost 30 pounds. <laughs> nice. Like, well, <laughs> Don't we all aspire to be on a scale like, oh, 30 gone. Okay. Well, <laughs> somebody's listening. Like you hopped on a scale and 30 was gone. Like I'm on a scale every day. day. <laughs> like it didn't, it wasn't overnight. I just didn't really realize. And then I I took a picture. I was getting a certification and they were like, my owner at the gym was like, take a picture with the coaches. And I was like, well, kind of good. And <laughs> I just I really truly didn't realize until I did side by sides. And I was like, oh, I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> I love this. Okay. So this is super cool. I love the parallels actually in our stories because I too lost weight before becoming a plant-based vegan. And what I love that you made sure to highlight is that even after losing the weight, you still didn't feel optimal. Yeah. Right. And so- Talk. I know, I remember you sharing with us recently at our annual client retreat in Portland that- you know, not only did you have this joint pain, but you found yourself not being able to do even a simple basic squat. Talk to us about how you were physically limited, even after losing weight, based on what you were feeling and still putting in your body. Right. So I was just sluggish. I was kind of slow. Squats were really painful. Any like knee bend workout was tough, any lunges and adding on weight was even worse. So box jumps, box step ups, anything like that was just super painful. And I would have a lot of inflammation in my knee. So 
it was so bad that it would be behind my knee, like my, the back of my knee. You could see it from the back would be inflamed and I would come home and just ice it. And I, sometimes I would sleep with the ice. The ice was like my best friend for a while. And it was just, it just wouldn't, it didn't seem to go away. And I would make excuses for like, ah, it's raining today or whatever, you know, and I just couldn't get rid of it. And it was starting to really impact my life because I love to run and bike. I couldn't run at all. And that was one thing that was like really just tough mentally. So I couldn't do anything and except, you know, a hinge <laughs> or upper body. Right. So this chronic inflammation, what made you realize that, well, you said you went to the idea conference and they were talking about how bad dairy is. And so was it kind of like the consumption of information like that, that made you realize that this chronic inflammation in your joints was coming from your diet? Did you, cause I know sometimes when people have chronic inflammation, they attribute it to all type of things, but they never think like it could be something that I'm eating that would cause my joints to hurt. Yeah. So it was a little bit of that, a little bit of just compiling information, but also uh, my sister has a couple allergies and she has really bad side effects when she eats certain things. So I was like, you know what, maybe it could be. And then listening to your podcast and just reading and doing different certifications with nutrition and things like that, I just was like, let me just try it and see. And I tried it and it was almost immediate. The inflammation was gone and it just never came back. I love this. Talk to us a little bit about your eating habits before we get into your specialization and now your decision to go on and be a plant-based health coach. Talk to us a little bit about your style of plant-based eating as an athlete. Okay. Yeah. So I am a pretty, like, I'm very like whole food plant-based. I don't really do a lot of the processed meats or things like that. And I actually don't do any like protein powder. So I'm very clean when it comes to protein or when it comes to just like eating, but I do a ton of protein. I mean, I make my own smoothies and I'll usually just use beans. Sometimes I even put like tofu in there. I just throw whatever kind of protein peas, whatever I have honestly into my protein shakes. And then I will do usually at least one bean dish a day. So today I have some lentil soup. I do a lot of like curries and usually I do a lot of beans. So beans and legumes, they're just really my friend. I do a lot of that tofu, organic tofu. I do a lot of that, but I honestly, I really do actually like intentionally get a lot of protein to make sure that I have that muscle recovery and I'm actually getting enough calories in because when you eliminate the meat, it's like one, you don't really know what to replace it with. And then two, you also lose a lot of calories. So I really focus in on, on eating a lot of protein. Um, I do nuts a lot too, but it's really just a lot of beans, a lot of tofu, and you can add it to anything. You can just add seeds or beans or anything onto a salad in a smoothie on top of your oatmeal, whatever. So intentional protein and just clean whole foods is what I focus on. I love this. And I'm so glad you mentioned that you don't do a protein powder. I don't either. We don't promote protein powders and supplements unless they're medically necessary. But I know a lot of people just take them loosely without any data or evidence or blood work to show that they're even deficient in anything. So I'm so glad that you said that you use food to get all of your micro and macronutrients. So no protein powder. Do you supplement in any other type of way? No, I actually don't. Last time I went to 
the doctor, they, everything was fine. They didn't say I had any deficiencies. So I just, I guess I'm good enough. <laughs> I love it. And now just to be clear, you're back running regularly. Yes, I am. I just started my next wave of marathon training and that honestly, I mean, it is intense it just wipes you out. But again, it's just another opportunity to just fuel your body. And I've done done a lot of trial and error with training for races. And it's a whole different type of eating whenever you get into this training season, because you're just like, you're just hungry and like, you're just burning so many calories throughout the week. And um, you're just spending a lot of time running and sweating and on your feet and it's it gets tough and I wouldn't have been able to do that if I still had those inflamed knees exactly about how many miles are you running per week for training so I just started so probably like right under 20 probably gonna make my way up more close to like 40 towards the end of the training so not too many right now I'm probably only in like the upper teens so like 15 16 miles a week. And then that's also coupled with strength training in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then how many days are you doing strength training? I really probably should only be doing two, but I, I usually slip in three or maybe four, but uh, <laughs> it's really just like when you're running, you're tearing down your body. So yep. you got to build it up with the strength training. So um, I will probably taper into like just two days towards the end of the training. But since I'm still early on, I'll probably stick to at least three. I love it. I love it. I just wanted to illustrate for the listeners, you're not doing a basic workout just to maintain health. You're actually training for a race and you're actually doing kind of heavy lifting at the same time while you're consuming a whole food plant-based diet absent of supplements and protein powders. And you're maintaining that endurance you're maintaining that strength. You're not losing weight. You're not feeling lethargic or tired. Yeah. You're matter of fact, how would you classify or describe your athleticism at this season in your life since you've been whole food plant-based? Oh, it's the top of my athletic career. I mean, I feel great. And honestly, during this season, I actually usually gain a little bit of weight from muscle because mm-hmm. the running and along with the training, just or strength training, just boost it. But I, I do feel really good, but that is again with like laser focus nutrition. I mean, there's just no room for error really. And I know, and it sounds tough and it it is, but like, it does pay off. Like, and honestly, like if you're not focus on that nutrition part, it's going to show in your performance, like Mm -hmm. not only just like day to day, just getting up. Cause I get up in the four o'clock hour, most mornings, sometimes three o'clock hour. And then, so I need to be up and alert with clients. And then also with just like your actual performance and not getting injured because running, there's such a high percentage of runners that get injured, even if it's small. And that's all diet. (laughs) It's all diet and recovery. So you got to recover as well and also get sleep. So it's definitely like a, it's a different type of focus. Hey coach, pardon the interruption, but have you been tuning into the podcast for a while and sometimes feel a little overwhelmed by all of the things you feel like you need to have inside of your health coaching business to be successful? And although you've done quite a lot up until this point, you still don't feel quite ready to put yourself out there. 
I have a solution for you. I am now offering VIP days, only one slot per month. This is an opportunity for you to work with me one-on-one over the course of two days, totaling six hours, where we will dissect your current business model, how far you've come, and how far you have to go to really feel confident in your coaching offer. Yes, if you've already taken a program and you're burnt out, like you don't feel like you need a whole nother program, but you definitely need some professional assistance on working on the business side of your coaching business, then this VIP day opportunity is for you. Click the link in the show notes. Finally, get the clarity you need around developing your offer, your specialization, your pricing, your signature program, your curriculum, so that you can ensure that you are ready to start calling in the people that only you were called to serve. The link is in the show notes to apply for that VIP day. And I hope to talk to you soon. Now back to the show. So let's get into your specialization because I'm so glad you highlighted that it is work. It's laser focus and there's not room for error or, you know what I like to say, there's no room for moderation for the junk, right? (laughs) Okay. So your specialization again is pretty much athleticism, helping current athletes adopt a whole food plant-based lifestyle to do exactly what you did, which is improve their physicality, improve their performance. And in a lot of cases, recover better from maybe injury, joint pain, chronic inflammation. Is that right? Right. Okay. So talk about why food and nutrition is so important in your specialization. I mean, you talked about how like it, what your regimen is, but why specializing this as a plant-based health coach and why did you choose to work with athletes specifically like what about their diet or like the typical athlete's diet did you see needs needed to be modified in this space yeah i mean choosing athletes was just natural because i just that's my nature that's what i love that's like me all the way always have always will but As far as the athlete's diet, sometimes there are a lot of talk and room for junk to come in. I mean, all these fad diets you see, but like there's a lot of hype around protein and like that protein is not always received and digested in the best way. So depending on what you're eating, a lot of athletes are really like zoned in on the the steak and the chicken and you know some there's those athletes that are just chicken rice and whatever but i'm always advocate of like okay everybody loves chicken but chicken's one of those things that you're like okay with beef everybody's like oh beef's terrible but you can't have a grass-fed chicken <laughs> so i'm always like i mean is chicken the best and it's just like there's just really not a lot of ways to make it clean like you know with fruits and vegetables, it's coming from the earth, but it's not really the same way for that. And again, that inflammation in there is going to create injury, like a slow recovery. So, and that's the thing that I need. I need fast recovery. If I'm doing a back-to-back or if I'm doing X amount of days or miles a week, I can't be like, oh, okay, I can't run because I'm not recovering. So the nutrition part of it is a huge part of recovering and performance. Like you have to recover. You have to make sure that you're eating right so that you can perform. Cause if not, you're not going to be able to perform to your highest 
potential, or you're just going to get injured and not be able to perform at all. So it needs to be at the top of that. And advocating for that is I'm fighting the good fight, but it's just like our media and our social environment is just telling us like, you have to do this, like the liver King, things like that, which came out to be kind of a fraud anyway, but things like that. It's just like, people are very, very set in their ways of this like highlight on protein. And yes, protein is important, but the extra fat and all the chemicals and things that are going into the protein that we're consuming, that's the problem. So, and that in the end is going to impact your longevity and your performance right now. That's the fact. And the liver king is that guy who was on YouTube eating raw meat. Yes. That, that guy. (laughs) Wow. And so he's been proven to be a sham. Yeah, because he was eating a lot of other stuff and he was taking a lot of um, supplements and he was like saying he's just all natural. And I'm like, that can't be. But it did come out that there was like hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on supplements. So most of the time you can't believe what the media is saying. You got to do your own research. You got to figure it out. You got to read books. You got to even read the counter argument. So it's a lot of honestly, it is a lot of research because it's messy and it's confusing. Yeah, I'm glad you said sometimes you have to listen to the other side of the argument and the opposition because I do that too. And I remember you specifically saying during one of our classes in the plant protocol that you actually have, you know, been listening to some podcasts where they really advocate for me and you were just waiting to hear an argument that really was convincing and you to this day haven't heard one. Is that still the case? Right. Yeah, it is. Because I do like to hear other sides of the story. And that's just with anything, you know, politics, whatever. I like to hear other people's minds and their thought process because I'm like, okay, maybe this does make sense. And honestly, I was a little nervous to listen to that podcast because I was like, well, what if this does make me second guess some of the decisions I've made? But yeah, it, it made me feel good after I listened to it because I was like, okay, that actually isn't convincing at all (laughs) from the research. So, Yeah. Yeah, And then also you have a body of evidence, quite literally. Hey, you know what? That could also be a name of a program if your other one doesn't work out. Body of evidence. Yes. I like that. Okay. So anyway, sometimes me and Leslie have to stay on track because I don't know who jokes her more, her or I. So... (laughs) Y'all should see our classes be lit. Okay. Kind of keep it under control. Yes. Yes. We're we're trying to maintain professionalism for this podcast. <laughs> okay. So my next question is tell us a little bit about your program then, Leslie. You, you know, are a plant-based health coach. You're in the plant protocol. You really are striving to help other athletes do what you've done and better understand how nutrition can actually maximize their performance as opposed to what, you know, the widespread argument is, which is it will decline their performance. So what is the objective of your program? How long can people expect to work with you? What's your desired outcome for your clients? So my program is kind of still in its infant stages, but (laughs) building it out, really just trying to shift mindsets. I mean, I, at first I was like, okay, it's going to be an easy transition working with athletes that are transitioning. Not at all. I just started working with a new client and it's a lot of mindset shifts and just like coaching them to relearn like the science and how the body works and 
what fuel to eat, when, things like that. So it's a lot of working with the mind, really, trying to get athletes to eat correctly and teaching them how to eat. That's been a big part of my lessons thus far, um, where we go through, you know, grocery shopping, reading labels, making things like that last you throughout the day. So eating enough and tracking and seeing what you're eating and what you're not eating. It's kind of just been a lot of building <laughs> thus far. Yeah. Uh, as far as the timeline, I first was like, okay, we'll do a 12 week program. But I think that honestly, it's, I'm definitely going to extend it to probably closer to 16 weeks uh, rather than just like the 12, because I believe at least 16 weeks, but probably even eventually six months, because it's just such a big transition of like reteaching how to do everything. So the aspect of actually working out, that's one part of it. And like building out a program for the individual, but also building out the guidelines for the nutrition part. And like, if you're transitioning completely, like, are you, at first I was going to just work with vegan athletes, but I switched that to just athletes in general so that we can do a transition into it because honestly, the market is a little bit bigger for, well, a lot bigger for uh, just athletes in general, but it's way harder to get an athlete to transition out of the mindset of like, I need fish or I need chicken or whatever meat they have in order to maintain my muscle and my alertness and, you know, maintain in the gym. So it's kind of a learn as you go right now for me, but fine tuning it has been really fun and I've been enjoying myself a lot with that. So definitely probably going to extend it to about six months and a lot of mindset, a lot of fitness and training to specialize with like that specific athlete. And then also giving them tips and guidelines to actually like create a nutrition program that works for them. Mm. Yeah. So I'm going to pause right here and put my coaching hat on for a second. Oh. So <laughs> no, this would be good for people who's listening. And this is partly why I wanted to bring you on someone who was in the midst of going through the plant protocol curriculum and developing out your program. So it's not fully established yet. Um, and so you're still kind of figuring in the weeds and figuring out what's going to be the optimal version for people who are coming in. So I'm glad that we're like in the building stages of this. And I want to address something you said, you said you've switched your audience to just athletes in general, as opposed to them having to be vegan already, which I think is great. But then you said, but it'll be harder to get them to transition. And then my mind quickly went to, unless we adjust your qualifiers. So now that you've changed your audience and the audience you've changed to, you feel like it's going to be a bit of an obstacle, right? To, for lack of a better word, convince them to adopt a completely plant-based regimen. But then my mind went to, you know how we teach you guys inside of the plant protocol to establish qualifiers for people to come into your program. And those qualifiers are going to be usually very much based on what your personal experience was. So if we're going for athletes, why wouldn't maybe one of your qualifiers possibly be the fact that they are currently experiencing okay. some type of joint pain or inflammation or something that's limiting their 
performance because now, just like you were, they are going to be more willing to hear our alternatives, right? You had reached, it had escalated to a point where you couldn't even do a basic squat, where you couldn't run, which has always been one of your first loves. And so we're the qualifier is no longer just they're athletes, right? That's one qualifier, of course, but that's not your only qualifier. You know, we teach you guys to have at least three to five qualifiers for your program. And so another one could be that they are currently experiencing some form of chronic inflammation. Right. That Another why. Yeah, exactly. No, definitely. That would be a great ad because I think that people need just from, you know, the people that I've talked to and going through it, the people don't have um, a big enough why as like, okay, it's so easy to just jump back into eating meat. But the reality of it is, is like, if you do, then you have to risk now pain, inflammation, and a slower recovery. And a lot of times people don't realize that they can recover faster and better until they do. And it's like, ah, okay, I see it now. But we've normalized all these things, joint pain, inflammation. And a lot of times people don't even realize that it's, they're so inflamed or they're so, they're so much in pain because they're eating inflammatory food every day, every meal. That's exactly right, Leslie. Like that's what the majority of individuals do, unfortunately, who are not optimal. We've normalized it so much and adjusted our life to it so much that we've made our life fit around our dysfunction as opposed to directly addressing the dysfunction. And so when it comes to attracting clients into your program, but then also qualifying them so you won't have as much heavy lifting to do for them to be compliant in the program, it's gonna definitely require you to really refine those qualifiers, which obviously we'll do together inside of the plant protocol. But I just wanted to state that publicly for anyone else who's listening and really trying to refine their own plant-based coaching program. You know, sometimes, especially when it comes to just being vegan, the plant-based vegan lifestyle, even when people go as far to pay you to work with you, a lot of times we still as coaches are faced with a lot of resistance. And so that's an invitation to revisit our qualifiers and say, what do I need people to have or what circumstances need to exist in order for them to come in that would increase their chances of being more compliant and more willing to give this thing a try. Right. So another thing that you were talking about when we first got on about wanting other people to feel as though this, their work is relevant because I felt inadequate a lot of times because it was like, okay, I'm not necessarily, I might not necessarily be saving a life or, you know, it's not a chronic disease, but these things are just as important because this is quality of life and doing those things and working out is one of those things that will prolong your life. So it's just, we got to make sure that it's in the forefront of like, this is what is possible and it's in your reach. It's just, you got to put in the work and you have to get there. The destination is what we really need to sell. Yeah, a hundred percent as opposed to the vehicle. So as we wrap up here, tell us a little bit about what your plant protocol experience has been like, because you, that was definitely one of your concerns in the beginning. Like I'm not like 
helping people with heart disease, Lisa. Like I'm not helping anybody with cancer or kidney failure. Like, will people listen to me? Is this even, even worth it? So talk about kind of how your identity and your mindset and your experience has been in the plant protocol. All right. Well, I'm a uh, plant protocol OG. So I was like the first like cohort of students and we were just in there like all bushy tailed and wide eyed, all like excited. And then Lisa started dropping these bombs on us. Like you got to go live and you got to make your presence known and all this stuff. And even before, during our like suitability interview, she was like, just so you know, like you're going to be super uncomfortable this whole time. We're like, okay, right. And yeah, she was right. So the first year, honestly, it was originally, I mean, I guess it still is like a year program, but the first year for me was literally almost solely self-development, like no confidence in myself. I had no, like, just, I mean, it was just like me going back and forth. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? I didn't have the tools that I needed. And I was really just working on myself of like, just getting to a point where I felt like I was worthy enough to even step into this world of coaching. So that was the first year. And then this second year, it has been building this program and has been like, okay, now I think I'm a little bit worthy of this. And I'm like starting to really branch out and be confident in myself. And after the mastermind, we had a mastermind in Portland and it was just like so eye-opening. And I mean, if you haven't had Lisa as a coach, she's tough. And that's, that's like a real cute little way of putting it, honestly. But uh, (laughs) you will get out of your comfort zone. You will, you know, work hard and have doubts and have like, just all these emotions that you've never experienced before. But in the end, it's like you're a caterpillar and then you come out to be this beautiful butterfly. Like you will transform completely in this program, but it's not without tears, stress, second guessing everything you're doing. And and even whether you should do this, like all of us have been like, is this even, should I even be doing this? Because it's that much of a, we're so out of our comfort zone that it's just like, what am I doing here? Do I even deserve to be here? But you learn so much every single class. And then you realize you have a community behind you in an ecosystem that you didn't even realize that you needed. It's been honestly like, I don't even know a a word they could put on it, but it's just been life-changing. And that's just like, not, I mean, it's priceless. It's something that you just can't even really understand unless you've gone through it. So started really rocky self-development and now we're actually, okay, we're coaches now. We can, we're confident. We can go out in the world. We've done all of the like hard, uncomfortable, well, some of the stuff, I'm sure there's probably more packed onto it, but we've done a lot of uh, uncomfortable things, but we're more confident and comfortable now that we've done that And we feel like, okay, we're ready to be out here and get on social media and, you know, say our truth and do the work. So we've done the work. We just got to go out and 
keep doing it really. Right. And do, and do the work. (laughs) We've done the work. Now we got to go out and do the work. I love it. And first of all, don't be out here telling people I stretch y'all out, Leslie. Okay. So (laughs) we should have rehearsed before we can. (laughs) It's stressful. No, but you will be a whole different person after. So my confidence has like, skyrocketed and just like in in life it's just like okay i that <laughs> i've gone on and made a made a video so <laughs> I, I mean seriously haven't you like quit a corporate job since you've been in the platform uh, yeah so i was uh in corporate america and honestly like i i really liked it and it was just i just it was just boring and like i just love like now i go into work i wear sweats or wear a tank top and shorts and i get to work with awesome people and help them reach their fitness journeys and that's rewarding sitting at a desk crunching numbers not so much (laughs) so much i am so proud of you man so you were able to become a corporate dropout since enrolling in (laughs) plant protocol (laughs) yeah Oh wow. Yeah, that's the only dropout we should be proud of is one that where we dropped out of something that wasn't serving us and wasn't fulfilling. So I'm I'm just so proud of you, Leslie. Finally, um, final two things. One, what advice would you give to someone thinking of enrolling in the plant protocol or just pursuing their career in plant-based health coaching? I would say if you have a story to tell, get in the plant protocol, tell it and change some lives. I love it. it. I love it. And then if someone who is interested in working with you, first of all, tell them the name of your program, Leslie. It's called Leafy Gains. <laughs> so all of it. Yeah. Get it on a shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has to go on the shirt. Um, so talk to us about Leafy Gains. How do we get in touch with you? How do we learn more about working with you to uh, get our confidence up in being plant-based athletes? Yeah. So easiest way is probably just Instagram, uh, muscles by McPherson. That's, uh, my OG name, my actual last name muscles by McPherson. So just DM me and, uh, reach out and I will send you the link for my Calendly and we can get on a suitability call and any, or if you have any questions, just reach out, hop in our, uh, well, hop in my DMS and We'll start getting you some leafy gains. Come on, slogan. Uh, (laughs) I love it. Okay, cool. And we'll make sure that the link to your Instagram is here in the show notes for people who want it. And if you want, we can also add the link for them to book a call with you directly. I absolutely love your story, Leslie. Thank you for hopping on with us today and sharing it with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need The Plant Protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. 
Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.